Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. This is episode 85 of Connecting Faith to Life podcast. And yes, you are in the right place. We're glad to have you along. Is there a wrong place? That's exactly right. There isn't. Well, if they're on another podcast, this is a good podcast for them to be on. Mm. Even if they just stumbled on it, they're, they're welcome, aren't they? Always. Okay. Always. But if you purpose to be here, or even if you yeah, stumble on here. It's hard to stumble onto our podcast. It is. You got to really work you at got, it, don't you? You got to look. You got to In the sea of podcasts, we're down at the bottom of the But now what I understand, though, is we're on all the platforms. Every is that platform. True? We're on every single platform of podcasts that exists. But here's the thing. Uh, you know, when you go to your podcast app on your mm-hmm. phone, mm-hmm. you have the top shows. <laughs> we're not there. We're not? We're not there. Oh, man, I'm floored. We're not in the top 10, not in the top 100. I am 100, floored, brother. Yeah, yeah. But if you go to the bottom shows. We, we're somewhere in there? Uh, probably, but they don't list those. Oh, they. So. <laughs> you can't go top All to that bottom to say, or... you, you didn't just stumble upon us. You actively sought us out. If you're uh, listening, you were looking. You were looking down the basement and you found all us. All right, all right, brother. I'm sorry. Or, or purpose, or somebody purpose to let you in there on you it. Go. Like there I send go. out the link there and everything. There you go, there you go. Which gets me to what I want to say, which is get the link out there. And if you, you can cut and paste that link, send it. Or the best way, though, is to make sure that you are on like Apple. What is it called? Apple Podcast? Apple Podcast. Yeah, Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast, and you subscribe. Stitcher, Spotify, whatever your uh, service of choice is. That's, that's, by the way, that's what all the cool people are doing. Stitcher? They stitch it? No, they're actually going to Apple Podcasts and subscribing to our podcast. Oh, yeah, of course they are. That's what the cool people are doing. Of course they are. So anyway, get the word out. Let them know. uh, Get them involved. And, you know, it's so important that we apply these biblical principles to what we do every single day. Well, Pastor, you know, faithfulness can be a hard commodity for uh, uh, in our world to find in our world today. And uh, that seems to happen, I think, a lot when we turn inward and we're concerned for ourselves and what, what matters to us. And, you know, other people are not so important. But, you know, the, as we read the New Testament, the life of Jesus demonstrated the kind of faithfulness that really we hope everybody is faithful to us with. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you know, really, since it's a fruit of the Spirit, I think it's something that we need to be able to say, okay, how do we grow in our faithfulness? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Trey, how's it been going with the weather for you lately? Ooh. It's been rainy. I am it? not a rainy nor cold person. I don't mind. Both. I actually don't mind warm rain, like in the middle of summer. Yeah, just like a 15-minute shower, knock it out, get done. Yeah, I'm at the beach and it rains. I just, it doesn't bother me yeah. a lick. But, man, but rainy cold and, and rain. cold and wind, ugh. I was not built for that. Well, you look at me and think I was built for it, but I'm not. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm a 112-pound a a skinny woman, you know, because I'm always cold. <laughs> Well, there you go. Am I in trouble now? Uh, you, you might. That be. was that was that, pretty. Uh, that was pretty what brutal, that. wasn't it? My wife is uh, is is skinny, and she's yeah, and she stays cold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. So so uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we're recording this on a Thursday afternoon, and it's been a rainy Thursday. It's been a rainy week. There was was it Tuesday? Tuesday the sun came out. Oh, it was a miracle. It was beautiful. It was, it was miraculously like beautiful. Degrees, sunny, perfect day. Then went right back to the rain and. 
And so, you know, um, I like to run, Trey. Mm. And, and so I, I like been, to ride. You like to ride. I like to run. And I haven't been running much this Me week neither. because of the rain. I ran Monday. I got some miles in Monday, but Tuesday and Wednesday I wasn't able to get any miles in. And, and so I, I was going to go running this morning because I looked on looked on the, the radar app on my phone to see. Because when I got up early this morning, it was raining, mm-hmm. and then it stopped. And so I was like, I can get a run in. And so I looked on my radar app, and it looked like there was a just the perfect window of opportunity that we were kind of – there was rain all around my house, but it looked like there was just a window uh, for me to run, it's like I'm gonna get six or seven miles, and it's gonna be a great morning. And so I went upstairs, and I got my running gear on, and I came downstairs, get my shoes on, getting ready to head out the door. And as soon as I was getting ready, it just it just opened up, and st- which I'm thankful. I'm thankful that it started raining before I started running, rather than you know a couple miles in away from the house and it's pouring down rain, and that that have been bad. So I'm thankful that it started raining before I got out there, but. Just a reminder, man, the weather is so unpredictable. It is very unpredictable. You just don't know. Charleston, they always say, you know, if you don't like the weather in Charleston, stick around a few hours. It'll right? change. Right. And I say that to say you have heard this phrase or this word before, haven't you, Trey? Fair weather. Mm. Like a fair weather fan. Yeah, fair weather. Mm-hmm. What's a fair weather fan? That's somebody, when everything's going good, they hang out with you. But, yeah. uh, or, you know, football team's winning. Yeah. Thumbs up, they're there. Oh, they stop winning, you find another team. Yeah, it's over. You're not a fair weather Clemson fan, are you? Oh, heavens no, you can't be that. No, you, you I are. Mean, I've been following for tw- since I was 12 years old. You so. are loyal. You are a faithful Clemson fan. Faithful. Faithful. I am. Not fair weather, faithful. That's right. That's right. Bring up that word fair weather because m- my fear is that many of us are fair weather in our Christian walk. Mm. That, wow. that is easy to walk with God when things are going well mm-hmm. and when it seems like God is working in the way that we want him to work. But it ain't so easy to walk with God when things aren't going as well as we'd like. And so oftentimes in our faith, we can be rather fair weather, right? It's easy when it's easy, you know? Yeah, that's it's kinda... easy when it's easy and when it's hard, we just do something else, yeah. you know? And so, so we're talking about this idea of faithfulness. And when you think of faithfulness, Trey, you think of dependability, mm-hmm. loyalty, sticking with it, not giving up, persevering. And so this is one of those character qualities of the fruit of the Spirit. We talked about this past Sunday, and we're going to dive in a little bit more and talk about this idea of faithfulness today. And, and just remembering as we talk about faithfulness, this idea of, of sticking with it, mm-hmm. you know, enduring, persevering. Our faithfulness grows out of the faithfulness that's been shown to us by Jesus Christ himself. Mm-hmm. Remember, we've said this throughout this series on the fruit of the spirit. And if you're not part of the Northwood family, we'd encourage you to go back and listen to the Sunday morning sermons. Um, not because they're the best sermons in the world, but because we want you to understand where we're coming yeah. from. And we think that this is important growing in the fruit of the spirit. And so, so um, when we think about Jesus, Jesus is the fruit of the spirit. You've heard me say that a right. lot of times, Trey, right, that right. He is, that every one of these qualities we've been talking about, he is the epitome of those qualities. He is the fruit of the spirit for us. Mm-hmm. And he is faithful for us. And you think about scripture, Trey, man, how many passages of scripture talk about the faithfulness of God? Oh, a lot. Exactly. I mean, I haven't counted them up. Well, Lamentation, you know, the, one of the most famous, great is thy faithfulness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lamentation 322. You can sing a great song about that, don't we? Mm-hmm. But the, but just the faithfulness of God that he, he endures with his people. Mm. He never gives up on us. He is loyal to us. And now Jesus has called us to be faithful, faithful to God, right? Faithful mm-hmm. in our faith. Faithful in our relationships, he's called us to be dependable, trustworthy, 
loyal. Yes. Right? yes. And so we just want to talk about some some ways today that we can grow in faithfulness. All right. Well, let's look at four. First one is this. Know how faithfulness is built. Yeah. So you've been married how long, Trey? Uh, this year will be 38 years. 38 years. Actually, 39 years. 39 year. years. Yeah. You're coming up on the... Hey, do you know what the 40th anniversary is? Mm-mm. You don't? I do not. I know what the 50th is, but... <laughs> Everybody knows the 50th, but you need to know the 40th. Okay. What is it? Ruby. Oh, I like rubies. Oh, there you go. You didn't know that, did you? But they're very expensive. They're actually more expensive than diamonds. I have so no idea. There is that. The only reason I know that um, is because my grandparents celebrated their 40th anniversary years ago. And when they celebrated their 40th anniversary, my um, my grandfather had been diagnosed with lung cancer. Mm. And he was not long for this world at that point. And so I remember them having a big, we had a big ruby anniversary celebration mm-hmm. because we kind of knew that it was going to be my grandfather's last and wow. I, that's kind of sad, but I just, I, that because of that, I, the Ruby anniversary has always stuck out. I don't know why we're talking about that. Oh yeah. Cause you've been married. Almost, yeah, yeah. 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 You've been married almost 40 years. And so, so, um, I bet you Trey, when you married your wife, you trusted her. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you wouldn't have married her. Exactly. But 40 years later, do you trust her even more? Oh my heavens. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. More so than I, more you so. Know, it just right? grows. Yeah, it does. And that's, that's the thing about faithfulness is that faithfulness, trustworthiness it is built over time. Mm-hmm. When when you give your life to Jesus, you make a, a a declaration of faith. I'm going to be faithful to God. But when you make that declaration of faith, you don't even know what you're talking about, right? You, you know that Jesus loves you. You know that you want to start a journey with him. But you don't know what it looks like to be faithful of God, not until you've had some experience of being mm-hmm. faithful mm-hmm. to God. One of my favorite stories in the Bible, Trey, and we're going to look at this story in the next coming months at Northwood when we walk through the book of Genesis together, oh, wow. That's is a story of Abraham. Talk about a story of faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of the, the climax of his story comes in, in Genesis chapter 22 when God asked Abraham to take his son Isaac and to offer him as a burnt offering on um, on an altar. And he had waited 99 years for him, right? He went a long time. By time, long he, yeah, time. By time Abraham had Isaac as a son, he was... Uh, you know, 100 years old, and then some time later, God asked him to take Isaac and sacrifice him on the altar. Uh, so, so here's the thing: is it when when Abraham was about 70, mm-hmm. that's when God first came to Abraham and said, "Okay, I, I want you to to follow me, and if you follow me, I'm going to give you a child, I'm going to give you a family, I'm going to make your name great. You're going to have a, a great nation, a descendant, so going to be a great nation." So God made that promise, and then. Abraham waited. He didn't have a child with his wife nine months later. But but just imagine, just imagine, just imagine if he did. Just imagine if God came to Abraham and said, okay, in nine months, I'm going to give you a son. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be a great nation. And just imagine that nine months later did come after that initial, initial call on Abraham's life. Just imagine nine months later, Abraham has a baby boy, Isaac. And then imagine maybe a month after that, 10 months later, after the initial call, God comes to Abraham and says, okay, take this child and walk him up a mountain and offer him as a sacrifice. You think Abraham would have done it? I have my doubts. I have my doubts too. But something had happened. Mm. When God comes to Abraham in Genesis chapter 22 and says, sacrifice your son on an altar, at this point, Abraham had been walking with God for how long? Well, 70, that have been 30 years. About 30 years. Yeah. You know what Abraham had learned over 30 years of walking with God? God was faithful. I can trust him. 
And, and, and not only that, but what was proven in that story was Abraham was faithful as well. Mm. He was loyal to his God. Ask me whatever you want. I know that you're faithful to me, and so therefore I can be faithful to you. Mm. But that came over time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think, you know, if you've been a Christian for, for a week, you know God's faithful, right? Because you've been taught that, you, mm-hmm. you hear that, you, you know that. But man, it's over time that we really experience the, it's faithfulness the experiential of God. part of the and faithfulness. And as we experience the faithfulness yeah. of God over over time, it compels us in our own lives to be even more faithful to Him, right? Mm-hmm. So, so His faithfulness compels us to be faithful. You see, and all that happens over time. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so faithfulness is faithfulness is built over lifetime. God is absolutely faithful. He doesn't need to grow in faithfulness, but we need to grow mm-hmm. in faithfulness. And that growth and faithfulness comes over time as we day in and day out experience the faithfulness of God at work in our lives, right? So just need to know that if we're going to grow in faithfulness, it really is built over time. And, and you think about in your marriage, in my marriage or any relationship, um, that, that faithfulness or loyalty or trustworthiness, it is built what? One decision at a time. Mm-hmm. That when you make that decision uh, to to be loyal to your wife on a daily basis, mm-hmm. over time that builds trust. Exactly. It's one it's one decision at a time that mm-hmm. builds that trustworthiness, right? And on the flip side, one decision to not be loyal or to not be trustworthy erodes that that uh, a trustworthiness, right? And it erodes very quickly. It does. You know, it absolutely I, does. We have both dealt with people that have done these sort of yeah. things and. It's hard to get that trust back. Yeah, it really is. It really is. But just know, just know that faithfulness, it's built over time. Mm-hmm. As you experience the faithfulness of God, it compels you uh, to live faithfully before him. Amen. All right. So, uh, number one, by God, uh, we get it over time. That's how our faithfulness is built with time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's a good way to do that. And number two, know what's expected of you. Yeah. It's hard to be faithful if you don't know what you're supposed to be faithful to. Mm-hmm. Right, it's hard to be faithful if you don't know the expectations, and so the good thing about our Christian faith is that God has laid out the expectations for us. You read the Word, you read the Bible, mm-hmm. and it's very plain. Here's what God desires from His people. Here's what God desires from His children. Uh, you have the Old Testament, for example. If you were a part of the nation of Israel and you were part of the Old Covenant. God expected you to keep his commands, mm-hmm. right? Here we are, we're a new covenant people, and, and God expects us to follow Jesus and to do what he says, which would include, you know, doing what God commands, right? And so, so we know what God expects from us. And mm-hmm. so, so if you don't know what God expects, it's hard to be faithful to him. Yeah. But if you know, if you know what he wants from you, then you can be faithful. You've got to know the expectations. If you're going to be faithful to someone, you have to know what they expect from you. God's been very good to us. He lays it out. Here's what I expect of you. Now, you live faithfully before me, but think about um, other relationships you have, Trey, whether it's your marriage, whether it's at uh, your job, whether it's at school. Uh, it's hard to be faithful if you don't know what the expectations are. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so if you are in a relationship, for example, uh, you need to lay out the expectations of that relationship. And if, if, you're, if you're a boss... It's just being clear to your employees. Okay, Here, here's what the job requires. Here's what I expect of you. Mm-hmm. If you're a parent, it's laying out the expectations for your children. Here's what I expect of you. If you're um, 
married is with you and your spouse laying out the expectations for each other. Here's what we expect of each other for this marriage to go well and for us to thrive, right? It's hard to be faithful if you don't know the expectations. And so, so, so sometimes we expect things from people, but we've never laid those expectations out for them verbally. So they don't even know. They don't even know, yeah. right? I might expect my wife to do something for me and she doesn't do it. And I'm like, well, She's, what's wrong with that? But I never told her. I never told her that was an expectation. I never told her that was something that I expected out of our relationship, right? So it's hard for her to be faithful to that expectation when I haven't laid that expectation out to her. You see what I'm saying? So all I'm saying is that if we're going to grow in faithfulness, uh, we, we need to know what's expected of us. And we also need to lay out expectations clearly. And so, so if you are married, right, you need to ask your spouse, hey, what do you expect of me as your, as your husband? What do you expect me? How, how can I prove my faithfulness to you? Right? What, what's the expectations? Or, or at school, you know, from your teachers, whatever the case may be, you know, understand what the expectations are so that you can't. Thankfully, in the Christian faith, God has laid out the expectations for us. But in every other relationship, they're not laid out quite as clearly. So we need to bring clarity to those relationships. Help me know what the expectations are so that I can be faithful in this relationship. Haven't been in college, you know, uh, we had these things called syllabi or a syllabus a syllabus and uh you know that was the expectation yeah and that was what you were expected Here's the expectations to do. and if you do these so, things you'll get a good grade so with yeah. exactly and so with our it's almost like we need to do that with our our, our loved ones our right, friends our wife, wife. <laughs> i wouldn't quite say a yeah. syllabus but something where there is an expectation yeah, and yeah. you know this is what it is and and if uh, the bottom line is how, how can you live up to any expectation you don't even know what it is in the first place yeah, yeah i know that i've been guilty of that more than with my wife i think i've been more guilty of that with my children why where, where i expect things of them and i never told them right. you know it's just like well i didn't even think you would yeah, whatever that yeah. whatever that would yeah. be and uh so that's great that's why communication is so important right amen just and clarity communicating, communication communicating, clarity those clarity, two things and it goes a long way in a relationship amen so uh, we know how faithfulness is built. We know what's expected of us and then third or expected of you. And then number three, we know what you can, can do and can't do. Yeah. So if you're going to grow in faithfulness, know what you can do and know what you can't do. In other words, sometimes there are unrealistic expectations that are placed over us, mm-hmm. right? Your spouse might expect something from you that you simply cannot do. Mm. Your employer might expect something from you that you simply cannot do. And so it's knowing what you can do and knowing what you can't do. Mm-hmm. And you think about in our, our Christian faith, you know, God expects his people to, um, to obey his commands. Here's what I know, Trey, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I can't do it perfectly. Right. I, growing in the fruit of the spirit. I can't do it. We can't. At least not on my own. So God has this expectation that I know I can't meet without his help. So, so I know, right? There, again, there's clarity. Uh, there, there's understanding of who I am before God. It's knowing the expectations and knowing what I can do and can't do. God, I, I know those expectations. If you want me to meet those expectations, I'm going to need your help. I'm going to need your spirit to empower me uh, to live up to those expectations. And that's, you know, you pray, you ask for his help. You, you learn how to walk by the spirit. And then as you do, you begin to fulfill the expectations of God. But I know what I can do. I know what I can't do. What I can do uh, in my relationship with God is I can depend on him, mm-hmm. right? I can be content, right? I can, like Paul says in Philippians four thirteen, I can do all things, how? Through Christ, Christ right? I've, I've got to depend on him. It's through his power that I'm able to live 
out the expectations of God all my life. I need to know what I can do, I need what I can't do. And and then so in other relationships, I think if, if we're going to grow in faithfulness, it's, it's similar that I need to know in each relationship what I can do and what I can't do. Because what happens oftentimes is, you know, I often and you often, we often have unrealized, unrealistic expectations put on us. Mm. Uh, sometimes we put unrealistic expectations on ourselves. We do, yeah. I can do everything. I can do it all when you can't. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, so being faithful is, is in part, it's knowing your limits. Wow. I never thought of that. You know, that's good. Here's what I can do. Here's what I can't do. And, and I think in relationships, if, you know, with, with your, with your spouse or with your, you know, employer, whatever the case may be, just being clear on that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the expectations. I can't meet that expectation unless you help me in this way, or I can meet that expectation and just, just being honest about your limitations. And, and I think that goes a long way in building trustworthiness is just knowing what you can do and knowing what you can't do. And then I, I also think, you know, that is a, a good first step. A good second step is actually to say, here's what I would like to do. In yeah. other words, you can't all, sometimes you have the best of intentions and I know I'm, right, gr- I'm right. great. I have the best of intentions, but you know, sometimes things happen and you can't do what you said you were yeah, going to do. Yeah. Um, and even if you make a phone call, say, Hey, listen, I'm gonna have to call off. Da, 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 da. It's still this disappointment on their yeah. side. So, th- you know, again, it's just this idea of when these things are done and we make these promises, you know, make sure that we're able to fulfill them yeah. if at all, po- as far as it's up to us, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's it, man. Just knowing that we are limited in our capacity, that mm-hmm. there's only so much we can do, right? Like, like, yeah, I think about my marriage, you know, I mean, I know what I can do for my wife. I can I can be faithful to her. I can love her alone. I can I can do all those things. I know Christ has called mm-hmm. me to do my marriage. I, I can do that. What I can't do, right? What I can't do is I can't provide my wife with a multi-million dollar home. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Not unless I rob a bank. Yep. And so so that is an unrealistic unrealistic expectation that I cannot live up to. So she has that expectation of me that I provide her a multi-million dollar home. We're going to have we're, to have a talk. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be in trouble. Because I can't One do that. Way. But, but so again, it's just being clear. Okay, here's what I can do. I can do all these things that God's placed before me in my marriage to do. But here's some things I can't do, right? And so it's just being clear on that. So, yeah. All right. Well, that leads us to number four. Um, do what you say you're going to do. That leads to what I just said. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. This, it kind of flows out. It flows out of, of what we talked about in number three, know what you can do and you can't do. When, when there are unrealistic expectations and when you place unrealistic expectations on yourself, what oftentimes you will end up doing is you will promise things that you cannot do. Mm-hmm. You will overpromise and underdeliver. What do I mean when I say that, Trey? That you will overpromise and underdeliver. You just simply say, "I can, I, I'll do that," and then you end up not doing it because yeah. you know you either don't have the time, you don't have the ability. There, I mean, there's other reasons, but yeah. uh, those are big ones. Yeah, and we're all guilty of that. We're yeah. all guilty of overpromising and underdelivering. And, and I, I always say that, and you know, you've you've tried to help me with that. You know, that it's a hard for me. It's a hard yeah. issue. I want it's to. It's the intention thing, you know, right? It, I really want to help you. I, I can't help everyone. There's yeah. 6 billion people in the world. There's 600 people in our church. I mean, I can't help everyone. Yeah, yeah. And, I, right. and the, the realism is that I've got to either find somebody that can or, uh, you know, I'm going to have to call out of that and just yeah. say I'm not able to. So Yeah, because when you overpromise and underdeliver, what ends up happening is that when you are not able to keep your mm-hmm. promise, you erode trust. Yeah. Right? That you're not being faithful to your word. And Jesus is very clear. In Matthew 5, 37, 
Jesus says what? Let your yes be yes and your no be no. no. When you say you're going to do something, do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. And, and that's where we all struggle. And, and that's where we, uh, we, we struggle in, in, in um, growing in trustworthiness is sometimes we're just not able to do what we say we're going to do. We don't keep our promises, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, it's real simple. Do what you say you're going to do, right? If you say you're going to do it, do it. If you say you're not going to do it, don't do it. It's just bottom line, right? Don't overpromise and underdeliver because that always erodes trust. Mm-hmm. You know, with my, my own family, I was uh, so proud because I, I had come home from church and it was a big issue that I had to take care of and I took care of it. And I uh, came home to my wife. I said, you know what, honey, I, I just want you to know you have a great husband. Mm. I didn't quite say it this way, but that was what I was coming across as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a great husband and even a better pastor because I do <laughs> what I say I'm going to do. She says to everyone but your family. Oh, that's a bad day right there. Yeah, it was. And boy, that was, um, golly, that was uh, 30 years ago, maybe mm-hmm. not even 30. Mm-hmm. Ah, it was probably 25 years ago. Point is, is that uh, I had that to do some wake changing. up call, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I had to do some changing. You know, I had to re- recognize that my family is, is just as important. Yeah. I mean, you can lose your church, you can't lose your family. That's right. That's right. And so I had to make some corrections, adjustments, and all kinds of things to try to say, okay, if I tell. Ivy or Ben or Addie or Emmy that I'm going to, I need to, Yeah, you know, yeah. so. Faithfulness is a big deal. And now they trust me though, because I made those adjustments. Right, you know? right. Faithfulness Amen. is a big deal. It Faithfulness really is. is a big deal. Faithfulness builds relationships. Mm. Faithfulness, um, it, 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 it helps you, right? It helps you in your relationships to, to have relationships that are flourishing and thriving. Mm-hmm. Faithfulness is a big deal. Um, it's obviously a big deal in our walk with Jesus to be faithful to him. And we're faithful to him because he was first faithful to us mm. and continues to be faithful to us. Faithfulness is a big deal. Amen. And, and relationships fall apart without loyalty and trustworthiness. And we can probably all do a better job of growing in faithfulness. Amen. Well, Pastor, this has been a great, uh, great opportunity to really, I don't think we think about this word faithfulness. No. And I think these fruits of the Spirit, all these things have just been so good to kind of concentrate on that single issue yeah. rather than saying, well, you know, I want to be all these things. Well, let's just do one at a time. Yeah. And let's work on the one yeah. that we're weakest on uh, and thrive on the one we're strongest on. But the, the whole bottom line is faithfulness means uh, it can almost be trust. There's some yeah. trust involved there. Yeah, absolutely, so absolutely. If, if someone is going to say, okay, what, what is that? What is that one thing that I'm going to work on this week so that I can begin this process of developing this fruit of the spirit in me? I know we've talked about four here yeah. today, but what's going to be that one that they could start with? That's a with? good question, Trey. And I, I mean, I, I would think just my gut instinct would say, okay, what we can all, all work on this week probably is just, doing what you say you're going to do. Mm. Just just strive this week to be a person of your word that when you say you're going to do something, follow through with it and do it. And if you can't do it, don't say you can. That's right. That's right. So it's a two-way street. That's right. It? Amen. That's right. All right, Pastor. Well, thank you so much. And I, uh, I like I said, this has been a great, uh, great day in learning about faithfulness. Well, why don't you close us out as we get ready for next All week. All right. We do hope this has been helpful for you and that you've been encouraged to walk by faith. And so if this has been helpful for you, go ahead today and hit that subscribe button on your podcast. You can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave a five-star review. That helps get the word. If you if we get enough five-star reviews, you know, know this pop, we will eventually be on that front page of Apple Podcasts. We will be, we'll be up top on the top shows, but that only comes when you leave lots of five-star reviews. So leave that five-star review. And we hope that as always, this episode has helped you connect faith to life.